Hey fellow equestrian, welcome to the Equicentral podcast with me, Kat and Tracy Duncan, where we have honest and authentic chats about all things horsemanship, growth and spirituality. If you're looking for a deeper connection to your horse and yourself, or perhaps you feel drawn to a new way of being, you're in the perfect place. Enjoy! Welcome to our third podcast. Yeah. Yeah, third podcast. Thank you so much for all of your lovely messages and comments. We're really loving, loving just, the feedback. Yeah, and just loving chatting openly and hopefully getting you guys to think about some things that we've been thinking about. Um, and this week we really wanted to explore the concept of putting your relationship first um, and what that means to us mm. and how that might feel for you and how you can start working that in with your horse. Um, and it's an idea that I think is really common in the horsemanship yeah. world. Like it's a phrase that is said a lot, mm. but I think we're very guilty as humans of saying that, but not actually following through with it, with our actions. You have a really cool experience recently that is why we thought we'd like share this this kind of concept. So I think it'd be really cool for you oh, yeah. to share um, an actual like lived experience and what that like showed up like. Mm. Uh, so it was really cool um I kind of been building on it for a bit with like my sessions and how I kind of the order of stuff I do do them in and obviously I do some body work as well which has been really great in giving time just for the horse like what that really feels like to go like this session is for you rather than even asking them anything so I think I was really lucky to have like know what that feels like um but recently I went on a beach clinic um, and I was riding the amazing Solo who has done everything. <laughs> he is really established in his vocabulary, his language, what he knows, his experiences because he's Mia Rodley so she's obviously brought his training through but with this particular horse um, we were practicing bridleless and it's something I'd never really done before. I'd never really experienced. Um, and I was a little bit nervous, um, especially with, it sounds weird, but with a horse that had done it before because he's, he's so confident he can sometimes take over um, or kind of get disconnected because I'm not quite at his level yet, if that makes any sense. And anyway we went to go bridleless for the first time i took my bridle off um, and i was like okay right this is let's go and it felt okay like we did it and um, we just kind of worked our way around the group and trotted in a circle and had a little canter but it felt a little bit disjointed disconnected like we weren't quite on the same page and there were some moments where he took over or some moments where i felt like I was blocking him and it, it was it was really good but it didn't didn't have that like feeling of harmony um that real kind of that we all picture yeah we, that we, we all think exactly this, this bridalist is this we dream of this magical dream yes galloping bridalist along the beach in perfect harmony and exactly. then and then it's like that's how like, oh, I thought that was hang on a minute hang on a minute <laughs> and I was like that was really good like I'm really proud of myself but I didn't quite feel like we were both yeah like that blissful moment and I know a lot of it is like you know what we watch movies and stuff and like even when you get to that level and you do it it doesn't never quite feels like that sometimes but then 
I came back into the middle and I was like, okay, I'm going to really just, as an experiment, like I didn't really know kind of if it would achieve anything. I just really felt really grateful to Solo and I just spent five minutes while the others were going around just massaging him from saddle, from, from saddle, from saddle. Um, And like spending time to feel like where he was tense and running my hands on his lower back and and like finding places that he relaxed into so like he softened or his eyes softened and we just spent five minutes just imagining I was in a bubble with him and just really asking him where he needed me um where he needed that attention and we kind of just spent that time um on him and me just being like look man like I've got you I'll just give you something that you know is just for you and then it was our turn again and we were in this lovely state of calmness of relaxation he'd really let go through his lower back and through his glutes and it just he felt a lot softer and we went out on the circle and it just completely felt different it was like he really chose to be with me like it was a choice and it wasn't just that I was riding better or like anything in me had changed apart from my energy and you know how I was feeling but it just felt so harmonious I like asked him to trot he stayed on the circle and he felt really balanced and then Pui picked up canter when I asked <laughs> and we just cantered around in like a really really steady slow canter around the group about three or four times and I just felt like we were on exactly the same page it felt really lovely and it felt like he offered it to me like it what he was like okay like let's do this together and then he came back into the circle and I was like whoa I think five like five it was just five minutes difference from our previous one and I was like that felt completely different so that was what I wanted to kind of explore and share and something that I'm really going through. So yeah, it was such an amazing moment for me. It's really interesting listening how your energy changed with you. So um, both of us love mindset stuff and obviously Kat's a mindset coach. And we know that every time you tell a story, you relive it. Yeah. I really felt your heart rate higher Yeah. on your first canter. Yeah. Um, and then how the energy shifted after you'd had like that time with him and then your second canter felt like as you were talking it felt totally different and it's just that shift the shift in energy comes because you kind of just allowed for that moment of going what do you need where are you tight what's going on and then he went oh thanks yeah I got heard and and I think because it was bridalless because like normally I'm at that level of my riding where I would still go for my reins like if he kind of veered off or if he kind of if he if he went faster than I wanted to I'd still interrupt with my reins um but when they weren't there it just really revealed to me like how much of his heart and mind what was in that it wasn't just about you know my hands or what I was doing it was like okay if you like you just you give them it's like I don't know like you've done loads of bridalist riding but it's it's almost like the most equal you'll kind of be because mm. you have to just give them that trust. Yeah. And like they could go if they wanted to, but you have to trust that 
they'll stay with you. Yeah. It's like the weirdest feeling. I always, I often say to, if so, like if students are like, oh, I just don't, I just don't trust them. And I'm like, but you're like, you're asking them a question where they need to trust you. Mm. It works both ways. hundred yeah. percent. It's like, you can't expect your horse to trust you if you don't trust them. Yeah. Trust is earned in every relationship. Trust is, is earned and it can be broken so, so fast and stuff happens where you get like you're scared or frightened and then you don't trust them because something has happened but you both have to work on like re- either rebuilding or like in this instance like just turning loose and yeah. going we need to be together in this yeah versus going we're together but i have got my reins yeah that was a li- like i think it was so powerful for me because that's like it was the least in control i've been on a horse as in like not because we were like you know out of out control, of control. But, but I like I didn't have my safety blanket. Yeah. And especially on solo, who he's like, yeah, I've got this. But often he he knows his own mind. He, he knows his own mind, <laughs> and he will not be afraid to tell you what he's thinking <laughs> or what he wants to do. So I yeah, and it was it was crazy because I felt like a level I've never felt before of like this is a conversation, mm. and not not one of us is above the other. It was like we're both equal. It was, I don't know, I can't really describe it. It was awesome. Super cool. It was super cool. And that's what really made me think was how much more we need to put our relationship first and move from that place. Because yes, there is technicality. Yes, there's technique. Yes, there's learning, you know, you know, how to be a better horseman or rider or, and like all those things are obviously interlinked. But that we so underestimate the power of giving our horse what they need first. Mm. And instead of asking from a place of, we like, lack, I guess, like, bringing them in and from there being like, right, can you do this, 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 this? We're going, hey, how are you? Like, I see you, I hear you. What do you need? Let me fill your cup up before then I ask something. Ask that's hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Definitely. I, I used to start like my clinics or camps with the feeling of of need to get everyone's feet moving to settle to settle everything and make sure that they're all going to be calm enough for everyone to get on sooner rather than later and there used to be a whole bunch of dust being really honest there's a part of me that used to be like oh this is so much fun we've got a few kites flying around I look, you know, I look back and I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> oh, what was I doing? <laughs> but it's all part of your journey, isn't it? And yeah. and, and like now I always, uh, my, my kind of like values are like, can I create as little dust as possible? Yeah. And um, how, how can that, how can we do that for the horse? Mm, so um, yeah, like my, like I've just started the first camp of the season we spent time with the riders before they even headed near their horses to try and get their heart rates down and give them some strategies to help keep their heart rate down as they approach their pens. Because even even if you're a really confident rider, when you've shown up to a camp or a clinic and you don't know what's coming ahead, just the fact that you don't know what you're going to be asked to yeah. do brings your heart rate up for a lot of people. That anticipation and then you're going into your horse's pen with that with being up and then your horse is like well why are you up so I'm going to come out up so yeah I, I, my goal now is to be like okay well let's settle everyone with their horses in their pens 
let's do some relaxation strategies like strategies and methods mm. in the pens and then we just like I said to them like let's move out of the pens as a herd mm. so we don't upset the fact that these guys will have bonded overnight and we need to be careful if there's too much movement too quick with one herd member it might upset someone that's got attached and just going okay move out but don't deliberately move your horse don't feel you need to get your horse around this entire field this morning yeah. see where your horse takes you rather than like it's our human nature of oh, i don't know why like let me take my horse to the furthest point of the arena or the field from from where you started yeah. and then the horse is like crikey why does my owner want to get down this end of the school is there something there's is there something i need to be worried about here because they've come down here with loads of intention and i'm unsure mm-hmm. Whereas what I loved about the first morning was every horse took their owner around the field in a really, really calm manner. There was no dust, no kites, and there's been a couple of horses on on the camp that are quite spirited, quite hot bloodlines that could easily... It could have been a really, really different picture, but I wanted them to, to know that their human was showing up and going okay what do you need because that first morning of camp tells your horse so much about you going forward and if you can build some confidence and trust in the new environment from the get-go your horse is going to feel so much more confident when a new change comes in when a different question comes in and I've, I've had it where like a real similar scenario that's like a more sort of common common every day something that we do with our mm. horses is a lady came to me for a lesson and she said whenever I go to a show or a pole work clinic away from home my horse turns into this firecracker he can't stand still he's really hot he sort of does like a sideways canter into the jumps and he just is like completely polar opposite to what she has at home mm. at home he's apparently a bit lazy probably a, a bit behind the leg but really quiet and she's like I don't know how to work on it because he's he's not the same same horse it's like Jekyll and Hyde so she came here for a lesson and I said okay let's let's just do nothing we'd got to the arena and I was like okay just do nothing and she's like do nothing and I was like yeah let's just stand with him and she's like to stand and I'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like like if he wants to walk just walk and just get your feet in time with his and just mirror him if he decides to to walk do he stood still for 25 minutes wow he didn't move we like we got you know we literally came in the gate and he didn't move from the gate for about 25 minutes and then after 25 minutes he slowly walked her off and then between that sort of 25 minute window to 45 minutes he'd walked her around the entire arena really calm not like stressed or tight about any of it he just calmly walked her around the arena so i was like okay let's get on she got on she rode him in all gates over poles over a jump and he was the horse she had at home and i said to her like by nature his personality he's quite internal and he just needed time to process and by giving him that time he was then able to show up and be the horse that is able to think through everything at home. Mm. I just said, when you take him out, just get there early enough to just let him soak it up and soak the environment up and just take your time and keep it slow and simple before you do the faster-paced stuff. And it just 
made a massive game changer for them for him to go oh, I can just process before and just by her putting what he needed first yeah. makes a big difference I think like knowing what your horse needs like every horse is slightly different every human slightly different and honoring that because I think there's such a big idea that if to be a good horseman or horsewoman you have to like you're there from the get-go like you just tack on get get on like and everything is hunky-dory because you've done all the you know training and skills and you're just you and your horse are one from like you know straight away and I think that was a massive misconception I had to work through as well was even some of the best trained commas like horses out there from the most well-known horsemen like they don't show up and just you know they they still need that time all horses need what they need and you know we always have to acknowledge what they need in the relationship like even if you've been with a partner like years and years and years it doesn't mean you can neglect that relationship and actually it almost becomes more important to work on your friendships that you've had for a long time or your partners or whatever because you don't as the moment that you assume everything's going to be okay you get yourself in a sticky situation whereas actually like checking in with what they need or you know what you can help them with is such a massive they'll show up so differently because you've took that time and that energy to go hey right what what can I do for you what do you need in this moment yeah I think we need to change everything about relationships (laughs) (laughs) like we just don't relationship right I don't think because we can get in from work or if there's like a human example and be like right we need to do this or you need to do this why haven't you done this and then all of a sudden that person is defensive that person doesn't want like that already they're they're feeling criticized and not heard not seen and then an argument can take place and like we're all guilty of it 100 percent but and it's like the same with the horses if we get in the arena or bring them in from the field and we're like right why haven't you done this 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 you need to do this 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 for me they'd be like what the hell man like I was just in my field enjoying my life on the grass and you've come in here on a completely different level like they're on classic fm and we're on like I don't know (laughs) some rock like radio station and then we're confused why they're bracy yeah whereas if we come in and take a moment look a whole lot different I think like a an analogy analogy keeping it real um, yeah. I often say to students um, with relationship is try not to be the nagging wife that goes thanks for washing up but you missed a bit because I think particularly if by nature there's a bit of perfectionist in us it's so easy to say thanks for that canter but it could have been more uphill thanks Mm. for that canter but it's a bit I don't know you fell in a bit here or yeah just just that kind of where we just want to pick rather than acknowledging what they've offered what that offer meant for them it's so hard to not want to sometimes be wanting more and the power of leaving that horse wanting to offer more versus yeah. them going, oh, I did it, but she kept me going for too long or she kept me going till I got tired or I did it, but then she wanted me to do it again with more oomph. And of course, we want to be progressive 
And it's finding it's such a fine balance, isn't it, to find that art of progressiveness without being greedy and taking yeah. too much. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's like someone getting you a birthday present or, like, buying... If someone just gets you a card or whatever, you're like, oh, thanks, but I really wanted this instead. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're throwing it back. And it feels, it feels horrible, yeah. doesn't it, of... To be on the receiving end, like, as you said that, and I'm thinking how that person would feel that had, like, got the card and then you were like, yeah, but... Yeah. And like, oh, you didn't like my card. Yeah. And and obviously in the, you know, going into human mindset, it's that give without, you know, wanting to get anything back. But even so, it's just that feeling mm. of, oh, that didn't feel too comfortable. And, yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, for for us, like, in our equestrian relationships... Like, how can we, yeah, like, what do you think we can do that fills the tank? I guess it is literally, like, turning your car on and it's on empty and then wanting Mm. to drive 50 miles. Yeah. Like, you always fill up first. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. Yeah. And I guess for me, obviously, because I've done so much bodywork stuff and I love it, um... For me, I love to kind of run my hands on places that they might be feeling tension or like my horse offers to me sometimes. Like I've love now with the horses I work with that they offer me places to itch or scratch yeah. or put or put my hands on because I'm paying attention to like where they need me. Uh, and the moment that your horse does that, it's so lovely because they're like, oh, I know that you know what I mean um stuff like that or yeah do you have any other like things that you do to like really put your relationship first I I love I love crystals and I like to do a lot with them in that sense of kind of offer it like again similar of just I I tend to do it through like I felt really I I feel guided where to go with Mm. them definitely sometimes they'll move and ask for them on a certain part but in general I I just tend to kind of like tune in and go where do I feel led Mm. um sometimes like for me it's just being yeah and that being can be being in the stable just in like stillness or that being can be let's just be together even in motion whether it's like just walking together on foot Mm. but equally on board sometimes I'll get on and I I kind of go into kind of a weird it's not weird but might seem weird to others (laughs) (laughs) I kind of find myself like in this zone with my horse that's where you're not really asking anything but you can just feel like you're kind of in each other's energies and then I just know when I've kind of got permission to then say could we now Mm. um I guess it's like going for a walk with your partner it's that time where you're just you are you're kind of doing something together but there's no agenda agenda. yeah yeah oh I love it and also like one last thing is how often do you top your relationship with yourself up Mm. like we're so good I know and like I think that was the biggest thing for me actually what Solo brought up was and like, that then when I realised, I had that massive realisation that, like, we're, we're wild animals in domestication. <laughs> like, really weird cat moment. Um, if you know me well, you'll know I just come out with these weird things. <laughs> um, 
We're like, we aren't meant to be working all the time. We aren't meant to be doing something all the time. And it's hard in this society, in this world, especially if we've got horses, because, you know, we were always thinking about, like, what we've got to do to look after them, to, you know, like, make sure the house is tidy and we've got the right things in the house and we're doing our job and, like, all of these things we've got to tick. And when we actually have a moment where we don't do anything, like I know for me, I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I feel guilty about it. Like I feel guilty about filling my tank up. Um, and then I'm constantly like, oh, I should be doing that or that or that. And actually like feeling into that and being like, okay, how do I fill up my own tank first? Like, what is your... Yeah, what, how do you fill that up? Um, What's it for you? For me, are my mornings, for sure. Journaling, listening to music, listening to podcasts. Um, In my morning, I'm so strict on having a really delicious breakfast that really fills me up. And obviously, it's kind of different for everyone what their body needs. And just not allow, not making myself in a rush all the time. And my morning is like, yeah, the time I kind of refill have like nourishing food, listen to really lovely music, and then I come to my day from a completely different place. And you said that to me as well when we went away, you were like, own your mornings. Because mm. when once you've owned your morning, if you wake up, shove your to- like toast in, then it burns, and then you have to shove your clothes on, not really brush your teeth properly, and then you're out the door, you're already on adrenaline. Yeah. And I realised that I was addicted to leaving the house on adrenaline because I just got things done way quicker. Whereas actually filling my tank up felt different and kind of scary when I started because I came out with like a calmness. But I showed up way better for the whole world. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, how do you, uh, you... You asked me and I just went off on one. I didn't even ask you. <laughs> Doesn't matter. So just rude. Like... I was like, yeah, this is how I fill my cup up. <laughs> it's my cup. <laughs> Owning my mornings, definitely. Um, it's been something, and again, something I've had to like learn to do. You own your mornings. Like, I love mornings. Your mornings kind of terrified me <laughs> when we first, because I'm like, I own my morning, but I'm still really like, I don't know. Um, my morning starts a bit later. Yes, <laughs> I've got okay. jet lagged mornings. It's okay. <laughs> but when, oh yeah, you own your mornings. So yeah, I do, I do like to get up and do yoga and like I'm not I don't I just say to myself 10 minutes I don't make it feel overwhelming of it has to be half an hour or an hour Mm. I just just sort of say 10 minutes you can always find 10 minutes and even if that has you have to get up 10 minutes earlier 10 to 5 isn't hideous if I I always get up at five so it's not like hideous (laughs) to get up at 10 to 5 to find those extra 10 minutes that makes a difference and actually like this morning I chose to do kundalini yoga because I felt shattered and I was I knew that I needed to show up for time at half seven because um we had a, a session um with someone together and I was like I can't ask I can't show up and ride time feeling this strained mm. so I just I knew with the kundalini just the breath work in it would get my body going so I chose that this morning but then equally for me um once I've kind of done and like walking the dogs and just making sure that I've I've done everything that 
I need to do and I, do, I don't think I journal as frequently as you meditation a lot of that definitely yeah. helps for me and actually the one thing I always I know with myself is I could ride six other horses in a day I could ride ten other horses in a day if I don't get to connect and ride with my own horses I know that absolutely drains my battery big yeah. time that's a real biggie for me so learning to make sure that I always make time for them in my diary means that I show up not only full for them but then yeah. full for everyone else that I get to connect with each day yeah mm, I love that and also when I journal it's just like a line sometimes it is like yeah it's, it's a bit it, like yeah. 10 minutes of yoga it's yeah. making it manageable and it's not and feel exactly not I'm not writing like five pages sometimes it's just like something I need to remember or one thing I'm grateful for yeah and it's just like making it really accessible and easy to go to amazing so we'd love to hear from you guys what does your horse need to fill their cup and what do you guys need to fill up your cup love it yay thank you for listening to the equicentral podcast we would love to hear from you whether it's a question you'd like to ask a topic you'd like us to discuss or a moment you'd like to share please drop us a line at the podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to follow us and see what we get up to and share on social media you can find Kat at Balance and Align Equine and myself Tracy at Taking Care of Training until next time we're just going to leave you with some passing thoughts Connection is something that can be as delicate as a spider's web, as unspoken as a whisper, a feeling of pure beauty, a sacred understanding between two souls, a love and understanding for one another's true essence. Love and light, Kat and Tracy. Mm-hmm.